Thank you so much for joining Spazzing Out America's Podcast. The name is in the title. It's America's Podcast, so it's your podcast. I'm here five times a week recording this podcast, going live, streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for you, the American people. I have a lot of people in Texas that listen, a lot of people in Arkansas that listen, a ton in Massachusetts, a lot in New Hampshire, people in Maine, all over the United States. There are actually some people in California that listen. Most people listen to the program in their car. About 500 to 600 streams a day or downloads a day for the program. I don't know why they don't join us live so that they can sit with us, but that's okay. I don't mind. I enjoy doing the live stream on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. If you're on Twitter, retweet this, follow me, Facebook, like this, share it, and follow me on Facebook. I have to say it every single time. If I don't, you won't do it. So every show we start out this way. If you have not subscribed to the podcast on one of the podcast mediums, I need you to do it. I need you to do it. So you go to Apple Podcast. Put in Spazzing Out America's Podcast, Spaz, S-P-A-Z, apostrophe N, O-U-T, America's Podcast, subscribe. Ask Alexa. Say, hey, Alexa, can you play Spazzing Out America's Podcast? Google Podcast, Spotify, Pandora, one of them. I need you to follow. And then, you know what? If you could, play. Play it. You don't even have to listen to it. Just play it in the background. Help me up. I need more downloads. On today's podcast, I have a couple of things I want to I want to get to. Uh, Uncle Hawk wanted me to talk about Hunter Biden. I'm doing Hunter Biden on another podcast. I'm waiting for one more thing to come out, and we're going to discuss the uh, the benefits. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna discuss what it's like to have white privilege and be the son of a very high profile white American, and the connections you get in other countries, and all the great things that you get, and all the things that you that that, that come to you. Because your dad was a lifelong public, alleged public servant. But that will be for another day. Today, we're going to cover President Trump and the transfer of power and how scumbags and morons and the mutants, that's what we're going to call them from now on, the mutants, how the mutants trying to twist the president's words to make it seem like he's trying to take over, to make it seem like he wants to be all-powerful, to make it seem like he's going to be a dictator. We're going to discuss that. Our segment on this program that we call Remote Asses, which is remote classes, but we call it Remote Asses because people are doing ridiculous things while they're in their remote class. This one is a funny one. It happened in Sacred Hot, which is a college in Connecticut, Sacred Hot, friend of mine. That, wait till we get to the story. It's hilarious. You got to see the video. So remote asses from Sacred Hot University. There's a study in the news about COVID and about men. We're going to discuss it. Cashless, cashless future is coming. Proper, uh, property tax protest in Boston worked. I want to talk about that. I saw it firsthand today. I was working in Boston. I saw it firsthand. Next thing, Mark Cuban. If we can get to it, we'll talk about Mark Cuban's plan to ignite the economy. We have to talk about Robert Kraft briefly. And then Times Square, what's going to happen for New Year's Eve? We're going to bring that up. Real quick, let's just do Robert Kraft. I'd like to educate you guys on the news of the day and also let you know that I know what's going on. Our homie, our ace, 
Robert Kraft has gotten off again. There was a happy ending for Robert a, a few years ago. He got busted in Juniper for, for soliciting prostitution. There was video uh, surveillance of it. The, the surveillance tape was deemed inadmissible. This was a few days ago, and now it's official. It is 100% official. The charges have been dropped against Robert Kraft. There are 20 other guys that the charges have been dropped on them. They need to thank Robert Kraft. Another huge victory for Robert. They need to thank this man and say, Robert, thank you for getting us all off because you had the money to do it. And again, as I always say, I can never understand, first off, that the guy's like an 80-year-old billionaire. If he wants to go get a hand job from an Asian, why is it a problem? What in the world is wrong with a guy who's got money, a guy who's successful, and a guy just... What's, what's wrong in general? The guy's not married. If he wants to go get a, an HJ in a massage parlor, let him do it. Let him do it. No big deal. But again, I can't understand why Robert Kraft would actually have to go to a massage parlor to get it done. Any woman in the United States of America would give this guy an HJ. Any woman. Hands down. There's not one woman that would say no. Robert Kraft could walk out to the parking lot of Gillette Stadium. I've said it a thousand times while people were tailgating with the big sign that says, Are there any women here that want to give me a hand job? Every fucking woman in the damn stadium and in the parking lot would say, me. And then there are dudes that would do it too, just so that they could say, that go back to their boy and be like, oh, guys, you never believe it. I just jerked off Robert Kraft. So I'm happy for Kraft. He got off. Good for him. But hands down, it shouldn't be a problem. I don't have a problem with it, man. I'm not a super duper religious guy. I, I, I believe in God. I have my conversations with the Lord. I look for him for guidance. He's not my servant. I don't ring a bell and say, hey, God, give me money. I say, bro, give me a little guidance so that I can work my ass off so that I can, when, when you present me with an opportunity, I'll be ready. But I'm not one of those dudes that is like uh, super religious where I'm like, oh, 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 you can't pay a prostitute. Bro, you want to pay a prostitute? Go ahead. It's America. Absolutely. Get after it. So there's Robert Kraft news. We can move on from Robert Kraft. Let's get to Times Square. So, before we get to Trump, New York has decided they're going to cancel the New Year's uh, Times Square event that they do every single year. They've been doing it for God knows how long, right? Maybe over 100 years or something like that. I don't really care that they're canceling it. I'm 40-something years old. I don't go out for New Year's Eve anymore. I'm old. But I wanted to, I, the reason I bring it up is there are some things in life that I think that you should do at least once and if you get the opportunity to experience Times Square on New Year's Eve, you should do it. I got to do it three times. I did it when I was younger. A friend of mine, Rob Peel, went to school in, in New York City, and he never moved back. He's lived in New York his whole life. When I was 18, I went to Times Square, 19 and 20, and it was a phenomenal experience. Obviously, I, I was rip-roaring hammered, absolutely loaded all three nights, but it was a great thing. That's one of the one of those things that if you get the opportunity to do Times Square for New Year's Eve, you should do it. It's the only reason I bring the story up. I don't care that it got canceled. Whatever. Another one of those things in New York is you got to go to the Macy's Day Parade. I did that with my family. I did it with Kaylee. I did it with Dad Steve, Miss Annie, which is her mom. Uh, my kid, uh, Nariam calls her Miss Annie. Preston calls her Grammy. The kids loved it. My son loved it. 
That's another one of those things. If you get the opportunity and you get to go to New York for, for the parade, you'll absolutely love it. Super Bowl is another one. I, I've been to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, I got to see the Patriots lose to the Eagles, but it, it was a great time. Some of those things that you have to do in life, I just wanted to put that out there. New Year's Eve, fucking Times Square, if you're young, you'll, you'll love it. You'll love it. But you know what, though? Millennials, they probably want to stay home watching on TV because they're a bunch of snowflakes and their parents are raising a bunch of pussies, so they won't want to go anyways. All right, right. To, let's, let's get right... Oh, no, you know what? Now, nah, let's do Trump, then we'll get to Boston. Okay, President Trump... I, I, and I love the liberal reporters that like to stir the pot and stock crap. This is all they do. A President Trump press conference is nothing but liberal dipshits asking the president stupid questions. Like, Mr. President, Meghan Markle has uh, wants people to vote for Joe Biden. Hey, lady, it's the fucking president of the United States. Really? You're going to ask him a stupid-ass question about some dumb twat that went to fucking... That, that married a prince over in England? I, I hate that crap. It's like it's comic hour. What, what is this? Is it the late night show? <clears throat> so the liberals ask stupid questions to stir the pot. Someone asked the president, um, "Would you? Will there be a peaceful transfer? Uh, a peaceful transition?" And the president's response to it is what it should be. The president said, "We're going to have to see what happens." Basically, that means we got to see what happens. If, if we don't know. If I'm going to win or if I'm going to lose. And then President Trump, because he is a winner, responds with, there won't be a transfer, quite frankly. There won't be. Because that's what winners do. Winners don't get up there and say, <clears throat> you know, you think Michael Jordan, let's, let's say MJ or, or Tom Brady. We'll use Tom Brady. You think Tom Brady in a press conference, someone says, hey, Tom. Um, you know, if you don't win the Super Bowl, how are you going to feel about it? Tom Brady would be like, what are you talking about? I'm going to win the fucking Super Bowl. He doesn't say I'm not going to. He doesn't think about losing. That's all the president did here. This guy's entire life, he's been a winner. He doesn't think about losing. He doesn't say I'm going to lose. That's all that was happening here. Now the liberals are putting out story after story and Joe Biden's commenting now and Charlie Baker's commenting and they're all saying how disgusting and oh my God, it's it's so un-American for the president to say that he won't be transferring power. Chill out. All the guy is saying is he is not going to, here's what the president, he's not going to say he's going to lose because he's a winner. Winners don't do that shit. Successful people don't say, I'm going to fail. Successful people visualize victory. Successful people put in the work to win. They believe they're going to win. And they don't think about defeat. They don't go, oh, you know, if I lose, sure, I'll transfer power peacefully. He's not thinking that. He's, I'm going to win. Why would you even ask me that question? That's, that's how the president thinks. He's like, what? What? It's like, if, let's say if we were at war. And you ask the general and you say, hey, what are you going to do if you lose? The guy's like, what? Bro, you, you're killing me. Get out of here. We're not going to lose. We're going to win. We're here to win. The president is here to win. And that's how he answered the question. And now it's being twisted to make you believe that the president isn't going to peacefully leave. Let me tell you this. <clears throat> Trump, if he lost the election and there was no disputing it, meaning there was no... For, for example, there was no reason 
to go to court in the fashion that Al Gore went to court, if there was no reason to litigate, and it was clear that he lost the election, he will go peacefully. Trust me, he will. He is just trying to let you know. It's not, It's you know what? He doesn't even care. It's, it's not in his DNA to say that he is going to lose. That's all he's doing here. It's not in him. He's a winner, and winners don't say they're going to lose. So when you ask a winner, what are you going to do when you lose? They don't know how to answer that question. They, they, what? I'm not going to lose. I won't lose. That's all he's saying. If if he does lose and there is no challenge, he will leave peacefully. You guys are just trying to create something that isn't there. Read between the lines. The guy wants to win. He cares about winning. He visualizes winning. So when he says there won't be a transfer, frankly, what he is saying, I'm not planning on losing. So there won't be a transfer. As a matter of fact, I don't think about losing. When I'm at home, I'm thinking about what I'm going to be doing the next four years. I'm thinking about how I can keep making America great, keep kicking ass. I don't sit back and think about losing. I'm thinking about nominating someone to the Supreme Court. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do over the next four years, how I'm going to help the country get through the pandemic. And not once... Does losing the election come into my mind until you, stupid ass reporter, wants to stir the pot and ask me how I feel about losing? And my reply to how I feel about losing is, quite frankly, I'm not going to lose, so there will be no transfer of power. But yet, they need to find something. And then Joe Biden hops on it. And talks about how disgusting it is. Oh, how how disgusting it is that someone would think and believe that they're going to win. How un-American to want to be successful. How gross it is that this man would think that he's going to win again. You try to twist it and make him see like he's an asshole. You should take notes. Young people, people my age, older people, take notes on what the president does. He visualizes victory. He doesn't think about losing. When you ask him if he's going to lose, he sits there, he looks at you and says, quite frankly, I'm not going to lose. I'm here to win. If everybody in this country thought like that, we'd be way better off. There are too many people in this country that would answer that question and they would say, well, if I lose, I'll do this. Losing is not an option to this guy. He's like, I'm not going to lose. How are you going to... Oh, hey, hey, Trump. Hey, Donald, Mr. President. Have you planned your exit strategy? What? That's how he looks. He, what do you mean, my exit strategy? His reply might be, in four years, my exit strategy when, I, when I'm done, when, I, when I've served my two terms. Is that what you mean? That exit strategy? Or, or are you asking me, do I have my papers? You know, uh, are, are all my uh, affairs in order when I die? That exit strategy, because I, because I'm not planning on losing. That's what he said. That's what he meant. What he didn't, uh, what he didn't mean, was that he's going to make it a problem. If he loses, and it's clear that he lost, there's no challenging it. There's no issues. There's no fraud. He'll leave peacefully. He will. Of course he will. 
I know you guys want to seem, or the, the, the media and the liberals and the Democrats and the progressives, they want to make the guy out to be a monster. But the truth is, he really just wants the best for this country. He wants America to win. He wants to win. That's how he thinks. That's how his father raised him, to be a winner. That's how he raises his kids. That's why his kids think that they're great and his ki- and their kids and his kids hold himself up. He just believes that he's going to win. He is mentally tough and he's mentally trained to believe in winning. So when you ask him a fucking stupid question about transferring power, his response is I'm not there's not going to be a transfer. There will be no transfer because he believes he's going to win. And the Democrats say, oh, look at the president. He thinks he's going to be a dictator. He thinks he's not going to leave. And now we're having constitutional conversations with constitutional experts saying, it's clear in the Constitution that on Inauguration Day, the president has to leave. Bro, he's not saying he won't leave. What he's saying is he's not planning on losing. Losing isn't in his vocabulary. He believes he's going to win. There will be no transfer of power. The only transfer will happen four years from now when he can't run for president again. That's it. Stop trying to transfer. Stop trying to twist the guy's words. It's garbage. You sound like a moron. Honestly. And on the other end, seriously, everybody in this country... If you could think the way the president does about success, if you could hold yourself on such high esteem that you believe that you won't lose, that the things that you do that you're here to win, you'll do better in life. If you have more confidence in yourself the way the president believes in his and himself, you could do great things. If you could believe, like, it's like the, bro, I use myself as an example. It's like the podcast. I, I'm not sitting here like, oh, I hope my podcast is successful. I'm all like, I can't, it's going to be. It is. It continues to grow. I'm sitting there saying, I can't, when I get the $100 million offer from Spotify, you can play this tape back five years from now. Play it back. Check the mark. 18 minutes, 23 seconds in to whatever number of podcast this is. Paziali says he'll get a $100 million contract someday. It'll happen. That's it. I don't even think about it not happening. I bang out the podcast. I think I'm great. I think I'm awesome at it. Look at, I got a picture behind me to prove it. Look at this guy. Woo! Off of Trump. Let's move on. Do we do remote asses? Let's do remote asses. All right, remote asses. What is remote asses? It's a segment on this program where we talk about remote class, but we use a ha-ha-ha word for it, remote asses ass instead of remote class. So in remote asses, we do a story that, that, that deals with remote schooling and, and the problems that teachers have and students have, or the fun that students have. And in this episode of remote asses, this is from Sacred Hot, which is in Connecticut, some students in college, some freshman students in college in their dorm rooms or, or in their buddies' houses or wherever the hell they are, remote schooling and in a class you, you gotta you gotta see the video there is the i know the kid okay i just don't know if the yeah you know what the dad doesn't care my best friend right john his son goes to school at sacred hot he wrestles at sacred hot and currently 
He was in it. They're, they're doing like remote. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They were doing remote schooling on this thing. And you have to go to my social media. Go to my Facebook. Go to my Instagram. Or go to my Twitter. And you have to watch the video. You must. It is a must watch video. A, a, a must watch remote ass video. So. The kids are in the remote class. If any of you know how a Zoom meeting goes, you have you can have a bunch of windows open, right? It almost looks like that thing, the Brady Bunch. Or it looks like Hollywood Squares. So they got the Hollywood Squares things up, and the teacher is the middle. So the professor's in the middle, and my and and little John, um, Johnny is down the bottom. You'll you'll notice him when you go see the video, dude. This is the fucking greatest, right, guy? I'm gonna start laughing my ass off, right? So. I don't know what they were talking about because the clip's only 25 seconds long. The the the, the professor's classic. So he must he asked some question and, and the kid's reply was something about your dreams will come true. And then the teacher says, Oh, this is this is interesting. This is this he he says he says, So you're gonna show us how your dreams can come true at did dude, the fucking dialogue's great. Of how your dreams can come true at Disney. I don't know what the professor was asking him, but the professor repeats what he says, the professor says. So you're going to show us how your dreams can come true of Disney. And then Johnny starts talking. And I don't know what he's saying. He's like, yeah, you know, it's like one of those things. And bro, bro, you got to watch the video. You got to watch the video. He, the teacher's looking at him. There's nine other class. There's nine other students on the camera. And you have John sitting there at the bottom. He's talking out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. One of somebody, probably his roommate or something, a kid in just his underwear, comes out, takes a fucking plastic bag, throws it over his head, and drags him. Dude, he takes him, throws the bag over his head, drags him to the other side of the room, the screen goes blank. And no one knows what to do. That the, the teacher's like looking like And the rest of the students, they're like, oh shit, what just happened? So they think that this is what really happened. What really happened is his buddy Right? Was f fucking with him. His roommate was like, this is great. Johnny's doing remote schooling. I'm going to throw a bag over his head and pull a muscle that everybody thinks he got snatched. It's hilarious. It's it's remote asses at its best. I've watched the video 500 times. Go watch it right now. You have to watch it. It's on my Facebook. It's on my Twitter. It's on my um, it's on my YouTube. It's It's on my Instagram. You have to watch the video. It's classic. He's having a conversation with, with the professor. And they're talking about Disney. And about how dreams. He's literally. He's like. The best part. Of it, you got to see the video. The best part of the video. Is the professor. To me. The professor's like. Oh this is interesting. You're going to. You're going you're gonna, to. You're going to show us how dreams. How your dreams can come true at Disney. And then. And then. And then. Tron, he starts. He starts talking. He starts talking, and the fucking kid, this kid pops up from behind him with a bag. He throws the bag over his head, and he drags him off into the distance, and the kid's in his underwear. <laughs> you gotta see the video. It's one of the greatest things I have ever seen. It's a great prank. I don't know if 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 my if if Laugh's kid was in on it or not, or if he didn't know it was coming. But it's classic because the teacher doesn't know what to do. He just the look on his face is like what, and then the other students are like, uh, uh, "What's going on?" And he gets snatched up. But my favorite part of the video is that the guy, 
I don't know what they're talking about, but somehow he's like, yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Tell us, you're going to show us how Disney can make your dreams come true? I'm dying. And then he gets snatched. You watch it. Just watch it. It's the perfect remote asses. I just want. All right, I'm out. I'm out on the topic, dude. I got to calm down. Go. Just go watch the fucking video. If you don't think the video's funny, then you're an ass. Because that's something. That's something I would do. That is 100% something that I would do if I was in college and my my boy was doing remote schooling. I would throw a bag over his head or I'd be in the background making noises or what something. It's great. I'd be doing a keg stand. If I was at Old Pie and Gav, cause, you know, because I live with Gavi at Old Pie and Gavi was in a remote class, dude, I'd, bang, I'd be right behind him. I'd be banging out a keg stand. Something. We would be, I, I'd have hit him. I'd have thrown a hot dog at him. Anything. <laughs> you gotta watch the video you gotta see it please go watch the video it's from sacred hot kid it's great you'll love it all right that's remote asses oh man all right uh according um according to a new study according to a new study 60, uh, uh, but there's a 60, I can't see, you gotta watch it. There's a 62% chance, according to a new study, men are 62% more likely to die from COVID-19. It's not funny. To die from COVID-19 than women. They're more likely to die from women. So there you have it. COVID-19 hates men too. Women hate men. Blacks hate men. Asians hate men. Democrats hate men. Just go watch the video, man. Blacks hate us. Everybody hates men. And COVID-19 hates men too. Because men are more likely to get snatched off in the middle of a fucking class. <laughs> Anyways, if you're a dude... You're more, and you have COVID, you you have a 62% better chance of dying from it than, than women do. So, the, the 2020, it continues to be the year that men are hated by all races. Everybody hates men. Everybody hates us. Kitty got snatched. You gotta see it. This dude pops up from behind his chair and he slaps the bag over his head. And he gets pulled off. His coach's probably gonna be pissed. He wrestles there. He's gonna he's gonna take E for it, but Oh man. I gotta <laughs> I might think it's too funny. I might think it's that funny because I know him. I just think it's great. I wish I had thought of it. It's such a good video. It's such a good video, man. Alright, so according to a new study, men are sixty-two percent more likely to die from COVID. So it continues. Like I said, women hate us. Blacks hate men. Uh, 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 fucking white men. Democrats hate white men. Everybody hates white men. And now COVID-19 hates us as well. Because if you're a white male, you're more likely to die from COVID than anybody else. Something to do with the inflammation in your heart. I just thought it was funny. Whew. That's just classic. Um, cl cashless future 
is coming. Cashless future is coming. Six in ten people in the United States of America say they prefer to not have cash. I agree with this 100%. Yes, cash is king. No doubt. I like getting paid in cash. We all like getting paid in cash. But everything is... I want everything on my phone. I've said this a hundred times. I do my podcast on my phone. I take phone calls on my phone. I watch TV on my phone. I check my kids' homework on my phone. I have my social media is on my phone. I do everything on my... I, I answer my door on my phone. I go food shopping on my phone. I do everything on my phone. I would like to pay on my... I do pay on my phone. But I want everything on my phone. I don't want to have to carry... I want to be able to stop my car with my phone. I want everything wireless. So money is no different for me. I don't see the point in having cash money anymore. I have no problem with it being electronic. It, it's just fucking paper, dude. Papers, what's the difference? Save the trees, man. Stop printing the paper. Save the fucking trees. So yeah, it, you know what? In God we trust. Leave it on all money. Great. I, I agree with that. I don't. I, I want God in everything. I'm, I'm with that. Maybe when we send a microtransaction, when I pay for something with my Apple phone, it can fucking shoot that with it. It can say, you know, in God we trust. <clears throat> but, no, well, Rich says he does everything in cash. It's funny that he says that. So anybody that's 40 plus, they do mostly everything in cash. I do a lot in cash. I, I deal in cash myself. I like cash. Cash is king. But I, I'm okay with it being gone because I don't like to carry it. Uh, I really, I like to just use my phone. Pay for it. Pay for it. I send money with my phone. Pay child support with my phone. Everything. Phone. Boop, boop, boop. Zell it. I love it. It's like, all right, you're 53. It's cool. So when my father died, I did, here's another stand story. I think I already told you guys this. Speaking of cash being king, um, my dad, so, I, so the last time I talked to my father was a Friday. And I, I called my dad, and it was because, so it's right around the time school uh, stopped. Called my dad. Hey, dad, listen, Nariam's not coming this weekend. I go into a bachelor party. My, brother, my buddy Kevin was having his bachelor party the next day. My father was pissed. He's like, oh, what do you mean? You're not going to bring the punk? Can you just drop him off? I was like, no, nah, it's too much of a pain in the ass to head to Wolverine. I lived in Attleboro at the time. Obviously, looking back, I wish I had dropped him off because at least the guy would have got to see him one last time, but I didn't. But he says, he goes, all right, hey. I, I, uh, and this, like, I, I almost died when he said this. He was like, all right, well, when are you going to bring him? And I was like, I don't know. I could bring him Sunday. And he's like, okay. He's like, you know, my dad's like, all right, great. He's like, bring him Sunday. Cause I got some money and I want to take him school shopping. And I was like, what? School shopping. This is a guy that was like, forget it. School shopping. If it weren't for my mom, who was batshit crazy, alcoholic, druggy, but to her, uh, to, to at least she fought. To make sure I got school clothes. But my dad would have been like, yeah, you're wearing hand-me-downs. You're wearing stands, dude. Like, uh, like kids had Patrick Ewings. I had Patrick's. And I'm not shitting you. I had fucking Patrick's. I, I, they were made by Tom McCann. And you got them at Payless. And everybody's cranking the suede Patrick Ewings. And I'm rocking fucking Patrick's. Legit. It was like, I'm like, I'll never forget it. I'm like, Laugh's got the Ewings, McElhinney's got the Ewings, and I'm cranking the, the, the Patricks, and people look like, literally, they're like, oh, well, are those the new Patrick uh, Patrick Ewings? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, looking like a Todd. My father sends me out to the Y. We used to go to the Y. I'm out at the Y with my Patricks on. This kind of kid, Tom McCann, what a loser. Anyways, so, 
My dad dealt in cash too. When my father had passed away, here he is. He's on the slab. You're, we're dealing with the pager going off. You've heard the pager story. I got pissed off about that. But I rifled through my dad's pockets and he had 600 bucks on him. Um, I ended up splitting it with my brothers, but I tried fighting them on it. I was like, dude, that was Fenarium. Dad, my dad was going to take him clothes shopping. And my brothers were like, bullshit. No way. Because it would be unbelievable. My father would never do something like that. So nobody believed me. I chopped the money between me and my brothers. No big deal. But he had cash on him. So I guess that's one bad thing. You're not going to find any cash on your dad when he dies. If, they, if, if, if we have a cashless future, you ain't going to find any cash on your father when he, when he shits the bed. So be prepared for that. Cashless future. Uh, property tax protest. We talked about this on an earlier podcast. I'll, I'll break it down for you real quick what it means. And it was successful. So early, I think it was earlier this week or it might have been the last show last week. A bunch of rich people that live on Mass Ave and in the area of Mass Ave where Meth Mile is. Meth Mile is a stretch of a couple of blocks in Boston by the BMC where a ton of meth heads and homeless people hang out because they get free health care there and they get what more importantly, they get free drugs and they get their clean needles. They get their Suboxone so that they can make it through the day. And they're all over there walking like... They, they all look like fucking you know, the hunchback of Notre Dame. They're all... It's the walking dead over there. It's honestly... it's a, You know what they remind me of? You guys ever watch The Little Mermaid and Ursula has the poor unfortunate souls? You know, she turned Triton into one and they're down there. They're all sucked out. Like, That's what these people look like. They look like a ton of poor unfortunate souls walking around the blocks of Mass Ave, Meth Mile. Recently, there's been an issue where 350 of them live down there because they came from other cities and other communities because these other cities and communities shut down their freebie drug places where they're donating freebies, drugs to people. So they had nowhere to go but to Boston. So they created a little tent city down there with now you have COVID going on. So you got COVID and, and fucking drug addicts shooting up out in public. And the problem was they were starting to spread down the street to the wealthy community. And people down in the wealthy community were getting upset. A woman reported going outside, two men taking a pee on either side of the door, like of the steps, and a man defecating on her steps, which I love. I, we talked about it. So all the rich people, they're smart. They protest in a good way, in a smart and efficient way. One of uh, Someone that lives down there is an attorney. He reaches out to all the rich people says, this needs to stop. We need to get rid of these 350 scumbags, these dredges of society. Get them the fuck out of here. So instead of breaking windows, instead of burning buildings, instead of hitting people and causing riots and looting, they get together and the attorney says, I want to start a property tax protest. Will you join me? Until Boston... Gets these people out of there. We will not pay property tax, but we'll do it the right way. We'll start an escrow account. You will all give me your tax money. I will put the tax money in an escrow account. And when the city gets rid, basically they hold the city hostage for their tax money. And it's a lot. You know, Can you imagine how much money in taxes there is on that Mass Ave area? Or, or, think about, not, not directly by the BMC. It's a little bit further down where the wealthy wealthies live. The real expensive places. Yeah, 
It's a lot. It's millions. It's a ton of money. It's money the city can't go without. Especially right now, because the city's not making a lot of money. They can't afford to have a tax fucking protest. So, this happens, like, less than a week ago. They say they're going to do it. They start doing it. They stop, instead of, and they're just doing, this is what's even better, is they're only going day to day, tax-wise. They start their little fund. They say to the city, we're not going to pay, right? So now you got 300 people, get rid of the 300 people. The protest is, we're not going to give you our tax dollars. They don't, again, you need to hear this. They don't riot. They don't break windows. They don't fuck around with the city. They don't beat police officers. They don't beat each other. They don't kill each other. They do the one thing that everybody listens to. They do the one thing that will shut the city down. They hit them in the wallet. People's morals, people's so every, oh their their I, I don't know their their pride or whatever their cause is goes right out the window when you take money from them. When you fuck with people's money, you'll see how fast they'll stand. When when you tell someone, hey. You're not going to get paid. They'll they'll be standing for the flag in two seconds. Oh yeah, I'm fucking standing. Why do you think Pat Mahomes doesn't doesn't kneel? Because he's getting five hundred million dollars. He's like, yeah, fuck this. I'm not kneeling. Five hundred mil. So you have the shitty protesters that are now looters that are doing all sorts of stupid shit, and then you have smart protesters like this property tax protest. Check. Want to see how fast change happens? Because I was in Boston today. I worked down in Boston for Take Junk, doing some junk removal, construction debris pickup. And I'm down over by Mass Ave. And while I'm driving in, I know I have to pass 10 City. And I'm saying to Sean in the truck, I'm like, hey, I'm like, look at, I go, we're going to have to pass uh, where all the dredges are. I go, I can't wait to see these people because I like to watch them. I love people watching. I roll down the window. I fucking stare at them. Literally, I, I'm like, boo. So I get close and I'm like, fuck, where is everybody? Where are they all? And then what do I see? Six, I see six, six city of Boston garbage trucks. They're the little ones. Six city of Boston garbage trucks. Ton of state police. Ton of uh, uh, not in uniform police officers. A ton of police presence. I see workers cleaning stuff up. I don't see any bums. I don't see any crackheads. Well, so what happened? They're gone. You see how fast the city... Bro, they moved quick. Marty Walsh was like, get them the fuck out of there. They're going to cut... They're not going to send us money. They got to go. A week ago, they're like, well, what are we going to do? This was was the state and the city's response. What are we going to do? There's nothing we can do. They're here. We can't do anything about it. And then these rich people said, great. We're not going to fucking pay taxes and... Fuck yourself. There's nothing we can do about it. The second you say you're going to cut their funding, bro, they went into action like that. They took the... Bye! They kicked those dudes, all 350 of them. Get the fuck out. They took their tents. They took all their shit. And they threw them in the back of fucking garbage trucks. And the smusher, guys over there smushing it like, ha, ha, see you later. Cops down there like, yep, everybody's going to go. Let's go. Hey, man. You know, they're all fucked up. They got no teeth. Hey man, why are you kicking me out of here, man? The officer's probably, if I was the cop, I'd be like, yeah, you're getting kicked out because the rich people, the people that pay taxes around here, they're not gonna pay our, they're not gonna pay our salary anymore. They're not gonna pay their taxes, so you gotta fucking go. Hey man, I got nowhere to go. I don't give a shit. We're not getting paid. 
<laughs> Bye. I love it. I love it. I, I Listen, you know how I feel. I have no sympathy whatsoever for them type of people. I don't. And I, and I don't care how you feel about how I feel about it. I have no sympathy. People that use drugs fuck up families. They steal from family members. They don't care about you. They suck off. They, they, they live on the fucking streets and they leave their daughters and their kids behind. Scumbags. Drugs are more important to them than your family. Let me tell you something. My kids will always be enough. My daughter and my son will always be enough for me to be a better person. Always. Anytime I think about being a scumbag, I think about my kids and it easily sets myself straight. Anytime I'm like, maybe I drink too much, I can just think about my kids. Done. Anytime I'm like, maybe I'm going to do something stupid, I think about my kids. They're always enough. I dealt with it. My mom, we weren't enough. Kids weren't enough. Her kids were not enough for her to not do drugs. So I don't care about these people. I just think it's fantastic that a group of educated people, hopefully these people are Republicans, for the love of God, that would be great. Educated people got together and said, the only way we can get the city to listen to us is by withholding funds from them. We don't need to burn buildings. We don't need to block the streets and protest. We don't need to march down Mass Ave. We don't have to do that shit. We're just not going to pay our taxes. And then the second, like, dude, it's like the same day. They're like, oh, you're not going to pay? And the, the mayor sent the police right in. Oh, you all got to go. See you later. And you know what's great even better? It's not even on the news yet. No one even, you don't hear people talking about it. Monty Walsh doesn't want people to know. That he kicked the fucking bums out. And that he had to. Well, I'm telling you because I saw it live. I was in Boston. I saw all the trucks there. They were packing up people's shit. Fuck packing it up, dude. They were like, whoop, 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 smush, whoop, smush, whoop, smush. See you later. Beat it. Get out. Bye. That is a great way to protest. It's a smart way to protest. You hit, you hit them. Yeah, exactly. You hit them where it counts and they have to pay attention. That's the right way to do it. I've always said that. If you want to fuck with somebody, mess with their money. If you want to mess with people, you mess with their cash. You will see how quickly people's tunes turn. If you took LeBron James and you said, LeBron, we're going to take away your Nike deal. We're going to take away uh, your properties, we're going we're gonna to take away your endorsements, and you're not going to get paid unless you stand for the national anthem, bro, he would be standing in two seconds. He'd be right up, straight up. Nike would say, hey, you know, if Nike had the nuts, and Nike was like, yeah, you know what, we're really, we love America, so if you don't stand for America, we don't want you as a client anymore, he'd be up there in two seconds. He'd be standing loud and proud. Money changes everything. It just does. Simple. It's a simple thing in life. You can fucking say that money, you know, oh, money doesn't buy happiness. I would say to you, bro, you don't know where to shop. Money, money, you don't, you haven't been to Disney with money. Just like that kid in the video, just like little Johnny in the video. All your dreams will come true, bro, at Disney. So that's a great example of educated people getting together. And it's, it's a city boycott. That's what they did. They boycotted the city. They boycotted the city. We're not going to give you our tax dollars unless you get the bums, the druggies, the losers, the scumbags out of our neighborhood. Unless you get them out, we're not going to pay. 
Next day, Marty Walsh has got six dump trucks there. They're picking up all these people's trash and they get the fuck out and they're all gone. I think that this is a lesson that needs to be learned throughout the United States. Throughout the United States. I think that people in other cities that don't, they you got to get massive numbers. People in other cities that would like to see the protesting, the rioting, the looting, and the scumbags go away. Go down to City Hall and tell them, we will not be paying our taxes, our excise taxes, our property taxes, until you get these scumbags out of here. Withhold funds from the city, and they will pay attention to you. More so than smashing a window. You'll smash a window, it will get replaced. You tell the city you're going to not pay them. You tell the city, we're going to personally defund you. We won't pay our property taxes. We will not give you money. You'll shut the city down and they will have to do what you want. That's how you squeeze. That is how you get the local municipality to listen to you. You tell them, we'll defund you by ourselves. We will hold you hostage until you get the scumbags out. They will listen quickly, very fast. They're already hurting for revenue. Revenue for cities is down. Revenue. I hate. I hate that they fucking call it revenue. The tax collection for cities is down. It's down big time. If you stop paying your property tax, and not just one dude, if you got a bunch of people in your city. You went around, you're from Portland, you're from, you're from Seattle, and you got like 10,000 people, and everybody said, hey, we're not going to pay, and you withhold a quarter, one quarter, if you, if you hold, hold, held back one quarter worth of taxes times 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 people, the city would be fucked, and they'd have to do it, they'd immediately get in there, and they would get all the people out, just like that, done. Everybody, why do you think Nancy Pelosi is trying to force feed her fucking paycheck bill down the American people's throat? Why do you think Nancy Pelosi cares more about funding the government until December than doing anything else? Because she wants to get paid. She can't go without her paycheck. Princess Pelosi needs to get paid. People do, do, I can't even. If you affect, if you hit someone in the wallet, that's it. I learned that lesson. I was 12 years old. I learned the lesson at Winchester Country Club. I've said this before. Oscar, he was the Caddyshack master. And I did something on the fucking golf course that pissed him off. I, I honestly don't remember what it was. <clears throat> and I came back and he and he said to me, he, he just straight up, he goes, you want to fuck? He stuttered. He said, you want to mess with me? I'm 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 gonna get you where it hurts in the wallet, and he did, and he fucking started putting me out on shit loops with shit fucking guys, cheap dudes, guys that didn't tip, guys that were assholes, and he burnt me for like two weeks, two weeks. I used to make I don't know like you on a loop, <clears throat> maybe you make fifty bucks on a loop if you did a double loop, you made a hundred bucks for the day. I was down to making like twenty five bucks, and he was like. I know you, you ain't gonna quit. Of course I didn't. I dealt with it. But then I never fucked around again because I was like, I don't want Oscar fucking with my money. When you mess with people's money, they pay attention. Plain and simple. And that is a way to get the municipalities to listen to what you want. You boycott them. Boycott the municipality. They will listen. 
clear as day. A week ago, Marty Walsh, Governor Baker, city councilman in Boston said to these people, to the people that own properties on Mass Ave, there's nothing we can do about it. And then the people on Mass Ave said, fine. We're going to start a property tax protest and they withheld taxes. They opened up an escrow account, started putting money in there. And then immediately, everybody changed their tune. And I saw it firsthand, six dump trucks, tons of police presence. They're picking shit up. Clean that, bro. That place looked like it was freshly landscaped. It looked great. And all the scumbags were gone. Now, not all of them. There are still some people down there, 30, maybe 40, but certainly not 350. They have been dispersed. I don't know where the hell they sent them. I don't know where they bust them to. All I know is that when you cut the city off, they're like, oh, 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 and they got to get to work. Plain and simple. So that's, that, that's I would call that a, a call to action to people. The president needs to send in troops. He needs to send in national guards to squash out the protests. And if that doesn't work, you, as a private citizen, need to do a property tax protest. You need to get together with other people in your community. It needs to be strength in numbers. And you need to say, we will not pay our taxes. And we will withhold our funds, thereby cutting off the city's money. And then they will listen. When you take someone's money, they will listen. You know what? It's like this. I'll give you an example. I own a business. And yeah, I've had my fair share of scumbags work for me. And something I learned really fast, real quick, never, ever pay someone until they're done doing their work. Never, ever, or hold money back. Withhold funds until you check the work. Withhold, you just hold a little bit, just enough. You know, you give them a little bit up front, and then you give them something halfway, and then you don't pay them until the job is complete. Why? Because they'll complete the job because they want to get paid. If you pay them, that's it. You're done. They, you may, you'll, they'll never be back. If you if you withhold loot, right, you hold back like $1,000, $2,000, you say, yeah, bro, the job's not done. They're going to finish it because they need it. They're dying for it. They're starving for it. You fuck with their money, they'll do what you want. You mess with their money, you got them. You pay them, they're gone. You'll never see them again. Bye. See you later. No favors in business, bro. Absolutely none. All right. I think we got through everything. We'll pick up. Uh, we'll pick up on Cuban next week, and we'll talk about um, white privilege. Uh, uh, white privilege Biden, and you know how, how lucky it is to be able to you know be Hunter Biden to be a nitwit and get taken care of. Thank you so much for listening to America's podcast. I really appreciate it.